In James 1 verse 22, God tells us that we must not only be hearers of the word, but we are also to be doers of the word. This indicates that there is responsibility on our part if we are to access everything that God has provided for us by his grace. Hello and welcome to another episode of Faith Talks. I'm your host, Emily Preston, and in these podcasts, we will be discussing how to practically apply the principles found in the word or how to be a doer of the word so that you can start seeing more of the manifestation of God's grace in every area of your life. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to Faith Talks. The last couple of weeks, we have been talking about the importance of confessing the Word of God, and I led you through some confessions of faith, and I hope you've been listening to those, and I hope they've blessed you. And before we start on today's topic, I just want to mention that I have put together a booklet of confessions, and there's about 26 pages of confessions and they cover every single area of life that I could think of from health to finances to marriage to uh, prosperity to wisdom direction Uh, I've even put in their confessions for people who are believing God for a spouse for a husband or a wife and for people who are trying to conceive a child because I really felt the Holy Spirit prompting me to include those as I know Uh, that there are people out there who are struggling in these two areas. And I just wanted to include those topics because I wanted you to know what God says about it and that he has a promise that covers even those things in the word. And so if you would like a copy of this um, booklet, it's called Confessions for Life, God's Promises for You, then please drop me an email at questions at faithtalks.com.au and I can either send that to you in a digital form as a um, as an ebook or I can mail it to you and I'm happy to mail it to you even if you live overseas. I just want to get this out into people's hands. Uh, if you have people in your life that you know would benefit from one, please let me know as well. And I've already received a lot of positive feedback from these books of confessions. Um, it just simplifies things. You know, people think, how do I make a confession? Uh, What do I do? Which scriptures do I use? And it's just really a guide to help you to um, have those already prepared. And then if something pops up in your life, like a health problem or a financial problem, it's your resource. You can go straight to it and you can pull out your promises, pull out your um, shield of faith uh, and the word of God concerning those areas and just start speaking them over your life. However, in saying that, I would hope that you confess at least a couple of them every day, just so you're built up in that area. And I just want to share a testimony that I received by email from uh, one of my listeners and it really blessed me and I just want to share it with you and he says that he's been listening to my podcast practically every day and at night while he sleeps and that the revelation he's been receiving is so amazing and his two sons have been listening to it also and then he goes on to say that what we've been learning on the podcast about confessing the word has totally changed his life and that he doesn't have the words to emphasize how this revelation has changed his life and the impact it has had on his family and what really was a revelation to him was that the word seed is planted in our hearts and we speak it out and that's basically all God designed it to do so it's really awesome I love hearing from you if you have any testimonies or any um, anything that you just want to ask about please drop me a line again that email is questions at faithtalks.com.au and I would love to hear from you 
So let's get into our topic for today. Today, I'm going to backtrack a little bit because I've we've already talked about confessing the word and the importance of confessing the word, but I'm going to just talk about what God's word is and what it does. Because I realize that sometimes we talk about the word, the word, the word, and people actually don't really have a full understanding on what the word of God is and what it does and why it's so important to our life. So I've written down a huge list of things about the word of God, and I know that it'll be a revelation to you. And honestly, this is not an exhaustive list. I'm sure that I could talk about this till Jesus came back. But what I've done is just pulled out the ones that I felt were relevant and really spoke to me. And I know that they will minister to you as well. So I'm going to read a lot of scripture here. If you have your Bibles, follow along. Um, But otherwise, I'm going to read each scripture out and really just highlight the main points. So some facts about God's word. First of all, God's word is our roadmap for life. And Psalm 119 verse 105, uh, probably a familiar scripture to you. It says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God's word is our instruction manual for life. You know, if you operate a piece of machinery or even a toaster, it comes with an instruction manual. And our life came with an instruction manual. The Bible, the word of God, has instruction and wisdom for every single thing that we can bump up against in life. It tells us how to live a successful life. It tells us how to get along with people. It tells us how to deal with problems that pop up. It tells us how to make decisions when we don't know what decision to make. Really every single thing that we can come up against in our life, there is a word of God to cover that. And it should be the way we live our life. You know, the life of faith is not something that we just do occasionally. It's not a hobby. It should be the way we live every single day. And I think the more that you get into the word of God and the more you realize the benefits of walking by faith and and you realize just how many promises God has made us in his word, you want to spend more time with him and you want to make your life revolve around the word of God instead of the opposite way around. And so, you know, I encourage you just to get into the word even more if you can just find an extra five or 10 minutes every day to spend in the word of God, because God will, you know, God will reveal things to you. He says that if you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. And sometimes we sit back and we just wait for a lightning bolt to hit us, a lightning bolt of revelation. And it doesn't always work like that. You know, we have to actively seek after God, seek first the kingdom of God, and then God can add things to us. Revelation will be added to us. Light will be added to the light that we are already walking in. And so go to the word of God for everything and everything that you hear, think, does that line up with the word of God? It doesn't matter if you even hear it preached from a pulpit. You have to bring it back to what does the word of God say about it. And so I just encourage you to just find out from God what he wants you to do in regards to how much time he wants you to spend in the word every day. And you'll just reap the benefits of it, I promise you. So number two, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Second Peter 1 verse 20 to 21 says, Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture comes from the prophet's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever brought about through human initiative, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. That's pretty phenomenal. Hey, for a book that is as lengthy and as 
uh, intricately worked as the Bible, all to be written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I realized that those men in those days who wrote the Bible, they didn't have the distractions that we have these days. You know, they didn't have TV that they could turn on and just chill out in front of. They wouldn't have had, you know, music that they could just pop in their ears and fill their mind with all things that are going on in the news. It would have been a much simpler, more simplistic lifestyle back then, you know, aside from the occasional marauding warriors. But aside from that, they were really in tune with the Holy Spirit. And I reckon that they they knew how to recognize the voice of the Spirit when he spoke to them. And so the scripture, all of the Bible is written by inspiration of God, and therefore it can be completely trusted. And that's one part of walking by faith is you have to believe that the Bible is the complete, total and true word of God. Because if you don't, you're not going to believe what it says. It's same going back to the instruction manual uh, example if you don't believe that the instruction manual contains every single instruction needed for that piece of for that appliance or that piece of machinery then you're going to never trust that it, it's going to tell you exactly what you need to know and you'll go looking elsewhere for other sources of information and unlike some instruction manuals that probably could be faulty the bible is the complete and entire instruction manual for our life and we don't need to go looking to other sources we don't need to look at philosophy or the world's opinions on things because even though they help people because people don't know God and they need help they need wisdom we as believers should be going to God for everything that we need and so we can trust that God's word is the complete and entire instruction manual for our life on this earth the heavens and the earth were framed by the word of God Second Peter 3 verse 5 says, Long ago by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. So everything that we see in creation was made by the word of God. Do you know that the universe is still expanding at 186,000 miles per second, which is the speed of light? And do you know why that is? Because God never said stop. He said light be and light shot out through the darkness at the rate of 186,000 miles per second and has been going ever since. And that is mind-boggling. The universe is so enormous, like human comprehension can't even wrap their heads around it. It is, it is so, so big. I actually read an interesting fact yesterday, and that was that if you got a five-cent piece and put it down at your feet, and that five-cent piece represented the sun, which is about a thousand times bigger than planet earth so that five cent piece represented the sun in our solar system the nearest star which is alpha centauri would be 350 miles away and that is about 650 kilometers so the nearest star to the sun is 350 miles or over 600 kilometers away that is massive and that's just one star in our galaxy and in our solar system and there are countless other solar systems and galaxies out there that they haven't even discovered yet. It is huge and the word of God is what framed all of that. No machinery, no labor went into it, just the spoken word of God. And God designed us to create our own universe around us through the word of God in our mouth. 
So when we run into situations and problems in our lives, he designed us to speak his word out of our mouth and change and rearrange those situations. He told us to speak to the mountain and that the mountain would be removed and be cast into the sea. So basically, we have the authority and the power and ability through the word of God to rearrange the scenery around us through his word in our mouth. So when we speak to the mountain, in the name of Jesus it has to move it has to be cast into the sea God's word in our mouth is as powerful as God's word in his mouth so we create our own universe our own scenery around us with the word of God we speak to situations in our families and command them to come into line with the word of God we speak to our bank accounts and call them full in Jesus name we speak to growths and tumors that are trying to take hold of our bodies and we say you shrivel and die in the name of Jesus and so God's word in our mouth is what creates the universe around us just the way that the universe around us was created by his word in his mouth that is so good next thing god and his word are one this is an interesting point you know you hear a lot of people say well if god wills it it'll happen or if god's behind it it will happen or god is in control and the thing is is that god gave us his word so that we would know what his will is we would know his character we would know his thoughts we would know his personality all through the word of god because god and his word are one and if you look at john 1 verse 1 to 3 it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god god created everything through him the word and nothing was created except through him the word And verse 14 says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus was there in the beginning with God and the Holy Spirit. And everything was created through him, through the word. And then God made him flesh, gave him a human body, and he became flesh and then he dwelt among us. So Jesus was the word made flesh. So you cannot separate God from his word. You cannot separate Jesus, the Lord, God, Christ, the Holy Spirit from the word. They are all one and the same. So when you say, well, if it's God's will, it'll happen. You know how you find out God's will? You go to the word and that's how you find out what God's will is. And so anywhere that the Bible mentions God, the Lord, Christ, or Jesus, you can actually interchange that with the word. For example, the word says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can replace that with, I can do all things through the word that strengthens me. And I think that's awesome because sometimes it's hard to imagine, like, do I have Jesus inside me actually flexing his muscles and causing my my arms to move? You know, is that what it means when it says that Christ strengthens me? No, it actually means that it's the word that strengthens you. So when you put the word on the inside of you by meditating on it by speaking it out of your mouth that is what's giving you strength and that is Christ strengthening you so you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you when you have the word because the word is Christ and it is the word that is strengthening you Same with that scripture, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Proverbs 3 verse 5, in this circumstance, you can say, 
I trust in the word with all my heart. So when you trust in God, people say, oh, I trust God for that. You need to ask them, well, what scripture are you standing on? And they say, well, what do you mean? And you say, well, you said you're trusting God. I'm just trusting God. What scripture are you standing on? Because to trust God is to trust his word. So when you're trusting in God, you'll have a scripture and you'll be trusting in, you'll be putting that scripture in your mouth. You'll be letting it guard your thoughts. You'll be casting down every thought that contradicts that scripture. And that is trusting God. I'm going to do a whole lesson actually on how to trust the Lord, because that is something that I feel is really missing is people think they're trusting God, but they don't know any word they don't know any scriptures they're not standing on any scriptures or confessing any scriptures it's just like all I'm putting my trust out there I'm throwing it out there into the the universe and it's and it's landing where it should but no actually trusting in the Lord with all of your heart is to trust in the word with all your heart and I always bring it back to this scripture that if you believe the word you will speak the word that's from second Corinthians If you believe the word, you will speak the word. So if you're trusting in God, if you're trusting in his ability to help you and to change things in your situation, you will be trusting in the word of God. The two cannot be separated. We find out what God's will is through his word because his word and him are one, like I mentioned before. So you might say, well, if it's God's will, I'll be healed. Well, guess what? It is God's will that you are healed because his word says... By the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. And that's how you know what God's will is for your situation is you go to the Bible and you find out what God says about it. God will never will anything that is separate from his word. And if you get a word from God and it doesn't line up with what the Bible says, you have to question whether it's a word from God. This is why it is so important for us to know the word, for us to put scriptures in our heart, in our mouth, because how do you know what you don't know? You don't know what you don't know, if that makes any sense. So you might get um, a problem come up in your life. And if you don't know what the word of God says, then you're, you don't know what your rights are. You don't know whether you should stand against it or just lay down and accept it. And people who just lay down and accept problems that life throws at them, they don't know the word. They don't know what God says about that situation. And so when we, when we go through an issue, when we find ourselves in a situation that is unpleasant, then we go to the word and we find out what God says about it. And that's how we know that what his will is in that situation. And the good news is that if you find a promise from God in the word that covers your situation, for example, you might be dealing with depression or anxiety and you find the scripture that says, be anxious about nothing or do not worry about tomorrow. And you wonder if that's for you, like you might say, oh yeah, I found this, but does this apply to me? Well, the good news is God answers that question too. And it says in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20, for all of the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen to the glory of God through us. So what that scripture is saying that is if you find a promise of God in the word of God and you wonder if that's for you, God is saying, yes, it is for you. I agree with you. And amen means so be it. And that's what it says here in the scripture. It says in him, amen to the glory of God through us. So our part in in receiving that promise is to agree with it. 
and say, yes, amen, so be it. And that's how the glory of God is revealed in us is because we agree with the word and then his promise can come to pass. That is so good. So all we have to do once we find the promise of God is agree with it, put it in our mouth and say, this is for me. And God is backing it up. He says that all of the promises of God in him are yes and amen. And all we have to do is agree with it and say, this is mine. I receive it in Jesus name. And then the glory of God, the answer to that problem the miracle can be revealed because we are putting our mouth in agreement with the word of God. That is so good. The word of God is how faith comes. You know, you often hear people say, oh Lord, just give me more faith or I don't have enough faith for something or if only I had enough faith, I could believe for this or I could stand for this. Well, God says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you are trying to get more faith in an area, God's not going to give it to you. He's already given you the measure of faith. And I've used this example before, but it bears repeating. We are all born with a bicep muscle, but some people's bicep muscles are bigger than other people's bicep muscles because they use them and they put them to work and they exercise them. We have all been given the measure of faith. If you are born again, you have the same faith as Jesus. But you have to exercise it and you have to increase it by hearing the word of God. And God's word says here that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's Romans 10, 17. So when you're hearing the word of God preached or taught, like even now you might be listening to this podcast and you might be getting stirred up and inspired and you might feel yourself getting stronger in the spirit. That's faith coming. And where does it come from? Does it come from, you know, a cloud? Does it come from a star? Does it come from the atmosphere? No, it comes from your born again spirit. Because when you receive salvation, the spirit of God took up residence on the inside of you. Your born again spirit now contains everything that you need for life and godliness. So all of the faith that you will ever need is already contained in your born again spirit. But the way that you draw that out is by hearing the word of God. That faith comes. That word comes in the original language means drawn out. It means it is extracted. So faith is coming. It is being extracted. It is being drawn out of your born again spirit by you hearing the word of God. And the best way for you to hear the word of God is to hear it coming out of your own mouth. So when you do your confessions of faith and you say, I am more than a conqueror, I am an overcomer, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am the head, not the tail. I am above, not beneath. I stand before kings. I do not stand before obscure men. Your ears are hearing you speak that word of God out of your mouth and your faith is being built and strengthened. Your bicep muscle of faith is being built and strengthened and getting stronger. And so when that situation comes up where you need to apply that faith, you're you're already built up and strong in that area. And I thought of a really good example for this today. I'm a runner. 
and I've done a few marathons, right? Now, I never set out to be a long distance runner, but I just started running because I enjoyed it. And I just gradually built up my endurance and built up my distance and embedded my time. And then one day I got an opportunity to run a marathon. And because I was already at that point where my stamina was good, my endurance was good, I could run, run really long distances without any trouble. I ran my very first marathon in just over three and a half hours, which is a really good time. Not, it's not Olympic standard, obviously, but it's, it was a good time for someone who's run a first marathon. But see, if I had just set out from the very beginning, from being a couch potato to wanting to run a marathon, I would have had to have put in a lot of time, a lot of training, a lot of effort. I would have had to modify my diet. I would have had to make uh, time commitments to practicing and going out and in early mornings and doing practice runs because I would have gone from zero to running a marathon. And it's the same with the word of God. That's why it's so important to put it in our heart every single day, because when situations come up, when you need to use it, you'll already be strengthened in that area. And it won't seem like such a mammoth task. You know, if you start speaking the word of God over small things like a headache or you know, believing God that your child will get straight A's in their next report card or whatever, you know, you start using those little things for your faith. And when big things come along, and hopefully they won't, but the Bible does say that in this world, we will have tribulation, but it does go on to say, take courage because I have overcome the world. Jesus has already finished the work so that we don't have to try and obtain victory. We come from a place of victory and we are protecting the victory that he has already won for us. So build up your faith in all of those areas of your life, your family, your relationships, your health, your finances, your marriage, your your job, your ministry, whatever. Whatever it is, you can write a list and then when things come, it won't seem like such a mammoth task. You'll already be built up in those areas and you'll be able to just go through the fiery furnace and come out the other side without even the smell of smoke. Anyway, that was a long way of saying that faith comes through hearing and hearing the word of God. And so God says to put the word of God in your ears, in front of your eyes, let it come out of your mouth constantly and your faith as a dual effect is being built and strengthened through you, you hearing that word of God. The word of God is how we are healed. If you look at Psalm 107 verse 20, it says there that he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from destruction. And again, God and his word are one and Jesus was the word made flesh. So what this scripture is saying is that he sent Jesus the word made flesh and healed them and delivered them from destruction. So if anything is robbing you of your healing or bringing destruction to any area of your life, God sent his word and took care of it. He sent Jesus and he took care of everything that could bring destruction to you or anything that could rob you of your health. And by the way, that's physical health as well as mental health, your peace, your joy, and your love. God sent his word and healed them. And how we receive that is by the word of God. And Proverbs 4 verse 20 to 22 says, My son, which means you, 
Attend to my words, incline your ears to my sayings, do not let them depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Notice in this verse it says, for they are life to those who find them. Just having a Bible in your house or just knowing a few scriptures is not going to bring life to you. It actually says that it is life to those who find them, which indicates that there is some searching that takes place on our part. So we have to go looking for the promises. We have to go and find the wisdom of God. And you know what? You ask him and you say, Lord, I need a scripture to cover this situation that I'm going through. And he'll show you one. He'll give it to you. And you just wait. It'll bless you. But it says that they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. So not only is it health to your body, health to your, you know, your physical self, it's health to every area of your life. It's life to every area of your life, but it's only available to those who find them. So get your word of God out, open it up, go searching for the scriptures, look for your promises, go to Google and put in, show me scriptures on finances, but seek after it. And God says, he promises that it will be life to you because you find them, you will find them and it will be health to all your flesh. By the way, your flesh includes your husband or wife and your children and your grandchildren. They are all your flesh too. That is so great. That's all I have time to cover today, but we are going to continue this conversation next week because I've still got a lot of awesome points to bring out about God's word, about what it does and what it is. So tune in again next week for some more awesome revelation. Again, if you would like a copy of Confessions for Life, please send me an email at questions at faithtalks.com.au and I have either an e-copy that I can send you or a hard copy which I can send you all are free of charge and it would be my pleasure to bless you with one. Uh, Again, that email address is questions at faithtalks.com.au. And even if you just want to share a testimony with me, or if you have any questions related to today's or any of my other podcasts, I would love to hear from you. So until next week, remember to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only, and you will be blessed in all that you do. God bless you.